Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Bada-beam, bada-boom, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Let's not waste any more time, let's cut right to the chase. You all know who I am, I don't need to introduce myself, but ladies and gentlemen, apparently Cowboys Nation is already letting me have it because the Dallas Cowboys defeated the New England Patriots 38-3. I don't think the term defeated is the right way to go. I can't say conquered because the Cowboys were at home. Now, if they were up in New England and they won this way, then I can definitely say they conquered New England, but that is clearly not the case. I think, quite frankly, I should say the Cowboys freaking buried the freaking Patriots. That's the way to go. They buried them. Now I'm having having a little bit of a... Some Cold War thoughts, because I'll never forget when Nikita Khrushchev said we will bury them. Well, I'm not sure exactly how he said it, but uh, for those of you uh, that love history, that remember the days of the Cold War when, you know, Khrushchev, you know, the Soviets and the Americans, yeah, said that he, we will, he will bury them, or we will bury them. Anyway. <sighs> Look. I gotta take responsibility for this one because I'm gonna. I don't even really need to confess because everybody kind of had a feeling based on what I said. I actually thought that the New England Patriots had had a legitimate chance of not only beating Dallas but, quite frankly, embarrassing them. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I can't lie about it. I mean, as I've said, you know, if I'm wrong, I'll take responsibility. Now, the Cowboys got the win. That I will give, but. Here's the million-dollar question that we just can't ignore. Who so far have the Cowboys beaten this year? Hmm? Who? 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 Oh, yeah. Nobody. Nobody of any relevance whatsoever. Because the New York Jets are trash. The New York Giants are trash. The Arizona Cardinals are trash. They just got destroyed today by the 49ers. And that's the same Cardinals team that embarrassed this Cowboys team previously. Yeah. Well, there's a little rub to the, uh, rub, uh, you know, salt, rubbing salt to that wound. There's another punch to the gut for Dak Prescott and company, and, and specifically the Cowboys nation. That same Cardinals team that made a bad example out of the Cowboys were made an example today by Brock Purdy and the freaking 49ers. And it's a matter of fact, I should mention the Cowboys will travel to San Francisco next to play the 49ers, where the 49ers are looking to once again make an example out of the Cowboys. Now, I have to say this, because this may be something to think about. As good as the 49ers look, a lot of people are actually asking the same million dollar question as I am asking about the Cowboys. Who have the 49ers beaten so far this season? Now, some could argue that the game against the Rams was a bit of competition. Now, the Rams, as far as I know, are 
Well, that game against the Indianapolis Colts uh, today, huh? Yeah, that that certainly uh, well, that certainly said something. Because at one point, if I'm correct, I mean, the, I mean you, you got to get the Colts credit, you know, that rally. But at the end of the day, it was the the Rams got the that got the win. But now that I look at it, the Rams are two and two, and that loss to Cincinnati really kind of said something. So the 49ers are 4-0, and of course they are conquering the NFC West. But again, you ask yourself, the same thing with the Cowboys, who have the, Rams, excuse me, who have the 49ers beaten? Well, they beat the Steelers easily in Week 1, they beat the Rams in Week 2, then they beat the Giants, and they beat the Cardinals. So if looking at it right now, all those teams are horrible. You know, interestingly enough, the Steelers today were absolutely embarrassed, embarrassed, by the Houston Texans, and I have it on good authority that my buddy, the fiercely opinionated Mr. Josh McSwain, who also supports, passionately supports the Houston Texans, well, I'm really curious to know what he has to say about that, but I'm super curious to know what he has to say about this game, but, uh, yeah, so, honestly, it kind of solidified uh, my uh, point by saying, the Cowboys haven't beaten anybody, but then again, neither have the 49ers, hmm? Now, the argument can basically be said about the Rams, but still, the Rams are 2-2. Two and two. That loss of Cincinnati and basically letting Indianapolis come back, so... Yeah. So, basically, we're going to see who wants it more this Sunday. The 3-1 and one Cowboys or the 4-0 and 49ers. And the 49ers have already made an example out of the Cowboys twice in the playoffs in the last two years, okay? Even if the Cowboys somehow, someway, managed to get the win in San Francisco then you can be sure that there's very likely going to be a rematch in the playoffs, provided that the Dallas Cowboys actually make the playoffs. All right? right now, honestly, there's just a lot at stake, and it's still too well early in the season, and I still got to basically understand the fact that I was already kind of showing signs of giving up on the Cowboys after they were badly embarrassed by the freaking Cardinals. Sorry about that, y'all. Let me just... This thing out of the way, uh, and the evil, the evil kitty trying to you know cut off and uh, disrupt my broadcast. Anyway, so listen. All right, now I will get to the talking post about the the game against the Patriots. But again, I mean these points right now going up against this, this game against the 49ers. So it's on the road. So right now, honestly, on paper it, it looks as though the Cowboys have absolutely no chance against the 49ers. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. But as good as the defense, once again, looked against the Patriots, I want to see them do this against a good team. Because moving forward, the schedule, there's no more there's no more games. The funny games are over for the Cowboys because you look at the schedule moving forward, okay? They're about to go on the road against the 49ers. Then they're on the road against the Chargers. And then, after, then there's the bye week. And then they're at home against the Rams. And then they basically go on the road against the Eagles. And the Giants are in town. And then they're on the road against the Panthers. So... You know what? Maybe there's maybe one or two games that the Cowboys should actually have no excuse uh, to lose this game. But um, yeah, the schedule moving forward. I mean, you got the Dolphins. You got the Dolphins on the road as well as the Bills. You know, that's gonna be late in December. That's gonna be around Christmas time. And of course, they have a game against Detroit. That's gonna be December 30th. But kind of getting a little ahead of ourselves right now. But um, yeah. So let's get on to it about this game against the 49ers. Uh, excuse me, against the Patriots. Yeah, apparently I have a habit of uh, kind of jumping in ahead of myself. Um, well, the game, you know, and again, I can't stress enough the fact that, again, I felt that the Patriots had a, had a legitimate chance of winning. I mean, 
I should mention one of the managers at my work, the one and only Louis Lamar Jr., and God bless that guy. Very great guy to work with. Very loyal supporter of mine. He's had my back along with all the other managers. Louis, since I know that, you, that you're listening to this, man, God bless you, man. But, well, speaking of Lewis, he, he's got to be uh, apparently a little bit upset at me because I did say this week that his Patriots would destroy my Cowboys. I mean, he did look at me and, and, and basically express the fact that he hoped so, but uh, I don't know. Um, but I, I got to say, at, at first, it, it really did look like we had a game because when the Dallas Cowboys got the ball you know, to start the first half and then they drove down the field and the offense unfortunately sputtered, and had to settle for three points. The Patriots immediately responded and drove up the field themselves, but they too kind of suffered a similar mishap and had to settle for three points. And there was one particular play on that first drive for the Patriots where Mac Jones completed a 42-yard pass. You know, in several plays, despite the fact that Mac Jones looked horrible, there was once or twice, maybe three times, where actually the Cowboys' defense basically just made them look good. You know, with these long with these long passes. So I think basically Mac Jones, to his detriment, he kind of had a brief moment. Like basically uh, the Cowboys for one play or two made him look like uh, a young Tom Brady. But as far as Mac Jones goes, well, I think moving forward, I mean, he's basically further solidified himself as a bust. I mean, you know, and I still ask my question that it's interesting that Trey Lance was not acquired by the Patriots because that's what I would have expected. But apparently, I mean, at, at, this, at this point, you know, the Patriots seem more, you know, more focused on the defense, you know, lately rather than the offense. So, I mean, Mac Jones going 12 for 21 for 150 yards and two interceptions. And I got to mention, the Cowboys defense in this game had a fumble return for a touchdown as well as a pick six. And Deron Bland, the guy filling in for Trayvon Diggs, <coughs> excuse me, Deron Bland, the man filling in for Trayvon Diggs gets two interceptions, one of which was returned for a touchdown. Now, everybody's already saying, why didn't this happen last week against Arizona? Well, let's be honest. This may sound like a cheap excuse, but look, I, I, I got to give it to you as honest as I can. And this is merely my opinion, but again, this may, be, this may seem like a cheap excuse, but when Trayvon Diggs went down with that injury, we, we say that's a curveball thrown to the defense and to Dan Quinn. I mean, this was, this was probably... 10 curveballs thrown at Deron Bland himself because when you are thrust into this position and you don't have enough time to prepare, I mean, the amount of time was not enough, but still, again, it's no excuse, but Deron Bland had a hard time last week, but this week he made things right, and of course, I want to see this happen against the 49ers. Now, Deron Bland, what's fairly interesting is this was actually the second time in his career where he has, he's had a game with multiple interceptions. He actually did that last year in that game against the Colts, which the Cowboys won 54-19. And if I remember correctly, I'll never forget, the fourth, going to that fourth quarter of that game, the score was 21-19, and it ended up being 54-19 final score. So Deron Bland, you know, and the, that pick six, I mean, that first half, I mean, I'm telling you, 28-3 lead for the Cowboys in the first half. And the interesting part is that 28-3 is something the New England Patriots are very familiar with. But how ironic is it that Dan Quinn, who was the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons in that Super Bowl, where the Falcons blew the 28-3 lead. So now, and now Dan Quinn is the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. So Dan Quinn kind of had that moment, but this time it kind of worked out in his favor. But, uh, you know, 
Dan Quinn basically needs to, to basically, you know, to avenge, you know, he needs a Super Bowl win. But Dan Quinn's Dan, Dan Quinn's all right. He's all right. But but I, I got to tell you, you know, when the Patriots drove down the field and made it three to three, you know, I was still convinced, you know, we had a game because I said to everybody, look, Matt Jones may not be a good, the greatest quarterback that we hoped he would be in the NFL. Although some people say he never really had that potential, but. I'm not gonna get not not get into that, but I said to myself, look, that Cowboys defense looks so atrocious against the Arizona Cardinals that Mac Jones too can actually make an example out of this defense, and I thought he would, and on that particular drive he sort of did, but then it immediately went downhill because I believe it was on that second offensive drive by the Patriots when they failed to convert a fourth down a fourth down attempt, so. I think after that, it did not do them well, especially because the Cowboys on the second drive managed to score a touchdown, a 20-yard pass by da from Dak Prescott to CeeDee Lamb, which was absolutely spectacular. I mean, that was a brilliant play. So I'm willing to basically go far beyond them giving Dak Prescott full credit on a, such a beautiful play because that's what I want to see from Dak Prescott. I want to see him complete these beautiful p passes like that. Now, as far as the offense goes, the big problem with the red zones is still a massive problem. We saw a little bit of that today, although the Cowboys did score, I think, on a one. Uh, it was definitely inside the five, but the Cowboys did manage to get one red zone, you know, uh, conversion on a touchdown. So, but, but a pick six and a fumble return for a touchdown in the second quarter. I mean, I kind of feel like that fumble return, man, I mean, that's where... That's where things just got worse. I mean, again, you know, it, it, it seems to me that it was after that fourth down fail, fail, excuse me, when the Patriots failed to convert that fourth down. I mean, that's when the atrocities on their ends began because the Patriots, Mac Jones, and, you know, they never recovered from it. I mean, if, if, if anything, it only got worse. And considering that Mac Jones was eventually benched, man, you know, <laughs> You know, I was really wondering myself who's basically in a serious, miserable state of mind right now. If it's Mac Jones or Bill Belichick. I mean, it's got to be both, but I guess the question is, or the true legitimate question is, who's in the bigger, more miserable state of mind? And that's got to be Bill Belichick because, check this out. 30, uh, you don't, ex I mean, how often do you see a team led by Bill Belichick be blown out like this? I mean... Bill Belichick has suffered blown-out losses as a member of, you know, coaching the Patriots, but nothing this huge. I mean, a 35-point loss? Huh. A 35-point loss to a team that's coached by the one and only, the GOATs of NFL coaches himself, Bill freaking Belichick? Eight-time Super Bowl champion, if I'm correct? Huh. You don't expect these kinds of things. <coughs> Excuse me. Because here's the interesting fact. This loss today is officially the worst loss that Bill Belichick's ever had as a head coach in the NFL. And he has coached an NFL team for 29 years. Of course, from 1991 to 1995, he was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. And since the year 2000, he's been the head coach of the New England Patriots. Now, if my math is correct, it's about 29 years, but it's close. But the bottom line is, for all the years, for all the decades that Bill Belichick has been a head coach, he has never suffered a loss this big. He's had us more than, than his fair share of upsets and everything like that, but a loss like this, th this is just not Bill Belichick's M.O. Again, Bill Belichick 
has more than its fair share of upset losses and some blowouts, but nothing this big. And how interesting is it for Dallas that they go from retiring the GOAT of quarterbacks, you know, the GOAT of the NFL himself, the GOAT, Tom Brady, they go from retiring this GOAT to giving the GOAT of NFL coaches the worst loss of his career as a head coach. Now again, maybe the Cowboys shouldn't be too proud of it because then again, the Patriots are in fact a terrible team. I mean, as a matter of fact, the New England Patriots have not been the same since Tom Brady left. Rather unfortunate, right? But, you know, but man, you know, after, you know, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, because a lot of people ask, like, how can I be convinced that New England could pull off the upset because of how New England, I mean, like, well, the way the New England beat the Jets, I mean, that one was one thing, but the, the problem was Dallas just looked so bad last week, and, and, and the, the Patriots did look like, did look, did show some things against the Jets, but still, I mean, it was clearly not, it, it, it's, it's just like couldn't have been enough, but, but still. But right now, honestly, you know, and I should mention, you know, the second interception by Deron Bland, I mean, on another fourth down, I mean, you know, both fourth downs just, you know, we just didn't do any justice to the New England Patriots, I mean, 0-2 on, on the fourth down efficiency, and one of them was was again on an interception by uh, by Deron Bland. So, man, this whole situation with Deron Bland, I mean, you know, that that, that that's got to feel good. But I I think you know as far as the mishaps from the Cowboys offense goes, was you know Dak Prescott being sacked three times. You know, and but I, I should mention, you know, no turnovers by the Cowboys at all. The New England Patriots had three. You know, of course, you know the the two interceptions and of course that fumble. You know, lost. You know, Ezekiel Elliott, who now plays for the New England Patriots. Uh, so, well, uh, I mean, he got he got a, a warm greeting. You know, a, a warm welcome back. But uh, I mean, six carries for 16 yards. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott really didn't have. Uh, well, didn't really, didn't really have a say. So I mean, you know, the New England Patriots offense really just didn't really have much of anything. So I mean, didn't have anything at all except for those three points. But yeah, Patriots just getting des destroyed like this. I mean, again, in Dallas's case, I mean, the, the fact that they beat up on a very on a very bad Patriots team. I mean, again, you know, the question for both. I mean, for the Cowboys, who have they beaten? The same thing with the 49ers. So. I mean, as far as Dallas goes, I mean, now that they prepare to embark on a California adventure, you know, they, they really got to keep this up because, you know, you know, with everything going on, you know, you know, interestingly enough, you know, Micah Parsons, who actually, you know, um, you know, very quiet game frame. I mean, he did, you know, cause a little bit of pressure at times, but, uh, but for Micah Parsons, as far, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, this was, you know, definitely a, a quiet game for him, but... You know, but it, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, as brilliant as Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons is, you can't expect them to, you know, you know, be loud, you know, and, and do this every single game. But, but it was good to see the Cowboys defense, you know, kind of, you know, get back on track despite some early mishaps. But the offense, I mean, the offense has got to figure out the red, the red zone issues. So, but, but at the end of the day. Um, I like what I saw. I mean, the, the offense certainly improved a lot from last week. Uh, the running the running game, you know, had over 120 yards. So, you know, so, so the running game definitely does need to pick up pick it up a, a little bit more. 
I kind of feel like the running game is going to have to be the it factor for the Cowboys against the 49ers, but, but right now, honestly, you know, I kind of feel like the 49ers are thriving for this challenge. Excuse me. I'm sure Dallas can honestly maybe feel the same way, but right now, you know, the 38-3 win, you know, again, the Cowboys can be proud of it, but uh, but they really got to set their sights, you know, on this 49ers team that is just, you know, kind of looks better than they, they, they've looked, you know, the last couple of years. I mean, they're 4-0, so, and, but, but right now, you know, the, but right now, you know, going to this game, I mean, both teams have played respectably well, but... Neither team have faced a serious competition, so Dallas is definitely facing, you know, something very, very serious. I mean, as far as the 49ers go, I mean, the, the 49ers are definitely the team that, you know, that is hungry for the competition, and they basically, they're demanding it big time, so. So it kind of seems like, uh, and I gotta say, like, if Dallas were to pull off the upset, San Francisco could recover from it, but if Dallas gets blown out, it could be very well near and damn impossible for Dallas to recover from it. So, I feel like Dallas is going to this team, excuse me, going to this game, but not as a team with nothing to lose. Because if Dallas loses, and they lose bad, well, that, there we go again. Because now I'm kind of getting the same vibes as after that loss to, to Arizona. But still, like I said, but moving forward, the schedule, it's not a, it's, it's not a joke anymore, especially for the Cowboys. So, the Cowboys gotta got to pick it up. And they gotta do better. And they gotta do better than they did. It. And they gotta understand that they're, go they're gonna be squaring off against some uh, serious teams, you know, moving forward. So the Cowboys need to take things you know, to the next level. They gotta push themselves a little bit harder, be more disciplined, you know, continue to play good defense, and have the offense be absolutely balanced on the running game and the passing game. The Cowboys basically need to be a full, complete team like they were against the New, New England Patriots. So basically, now because they got they gotta understand. The, the Patriots are a horrible team, but the 49ers, the 49ers can basically cause a significant amount of damage. And if Dallas is to, to do something about it, well, that's entirely on them. So, 49ers are clearly the overwhelming favorite. So, and as far as, you know, making the pick, well, that, that, that'll be in the next one. But right now, Dallas is 3-1, and one, second in, in the NFC East. And, of course, Philadelphia is in command, which is no surprise, but... Man, but moving forward, Dallas is going to have a lot of obstacles to overcome. And, well, it's not going to be an easy journey. And it could very well be either pleasant or unpleasant. It's entirely up to the Cowboys. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. So please do me a favor. Hit the subscribe button, and please be sure that you hit the notification bell. That way, I know for sure that you're not going to be missing out on any exciting upcoming content. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good one, and I will see you all next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.